What's it like to go bankrupt? What's it like to have an arranged marriage? What's it like to be blind from birth? What's it like to be on death row? What's it like to be a dominatrix? What's it like to be polyamorous? What's it like? What's it like? What's it like? Today's What's It Like will leave you with goosebumps, yeah. to say the least. Um, what's it like to fall from the sky, literally, yeah. and live through the experience? And this is the girl who fell from the sky, an extraordinary true story of resilience, courage, hope, and finding lightness after the heaviest of landings. It is a book, it's out now, and it's about Emma Carey, who made headlines in 2013 after she and a friend travelled to Europe and decided to go skydiving while in Switzerland. Uh, all right, I'm going to pick her up now. Emma, good morning. It's Pete here, and I've got Matt and Kimber as well. Hi, Emma. Hello. Hi, Hi Emma. Good, thanks. Emma, thank you so much for your time, and all we can really say is just... Wow. 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 Just wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Cannot put the book down, Emma. I'm astounded oh, you. by what has oh, so nice. happened to you. I mean, I guess we have to summarise it by saying... You fell from the sky and you were completely conscious when you landed. Can when you reflect back on those moments of when you first landed, do you even recall the same emotions or feelings or pain that you had at the time? Yeah, as you said, I wasn't uh, knocked unconscious at all, so I can remember the whole thing perfectly. And I remember three distinct feelings. And it's so weird because it would have only happened over the course of a few seconds. But it's like in that moment, time didn't exist as it normally does because I had so many different thoughts in such a short amount of time. So I remember firstly just being in complete shock because you know, a skydiving accident just seems so surreal. I just remember thinking as if I was just in a skydiving accident. Like yeah. that, that doesn't happen in real life. And then the next thing I remember thinking or feeling is just the most immense pain throughout my entire body. Um, I didn't even know where it was coming from. I've never experienced anything like it. It was so unbearable. And then the next thing is I tried to uh, roll over to get the instructor off me because he had landed on top of my back and we were in the middle of nowhere. So I thought I better go and find help. And in that moment, when I tried to move, I realized I was completely paralyzed from the waist down so I just oh. felt it's weird the, the, the physical pain that I was feeling a second earlier just suddenly was nothing compared to this mental pain and shock and like disbelief of not being able to move my legs anymore it was it was really scary Emma it, you you write so well I have to say you know we get a lot of books into the studio and uh, often the stories are incredible but the writing of it convey helps convey the emotion and the story and you do it really really well um, and I, I guess for me, I sit there thinking, you know, I'm not afraid of death, you know, what happens afterwards, but I am worried about how I will meet my maker and how I will approach those final moments. Do you remember any kind of almost sort of guttural scream like, no, it's not going to end this way? Yeah, I remember because when we were falling, I was certain that we were about to die. I didn't yeah. think it was possible to survive that. And so I just remember feeling this deep sense of longing and yearning to survive, which seems so obvious that you would feel that. But yeah. up until then, I'd just been a kind of, I was kind of a pessimistic person and was just going through the with the flow through life. And I didn't realize just how strong my will was to live and just how much it was that I still wanted to do. Mm. And I just 
thought, what a shame that I'm only realizing this when I only have in that 10 moment. seconds left to live. Yes, wow. And so even though, yeah, even though it wasn't um, a great experience to live through, obviously, and it's not, it's a pretty traumatic memory to have. I think I am glad that I was awake for the entire thing because it means that I do have that memory always with me. So I try to, you know, knowing how it feels to think you only have 10 seconds left to live and now getting the rest of my life, whatever that may be. Mm. I try to really live each day as best that I can and make the most of every moment. Emma, I find it quite difficult to try and frame this question because I guess I'm trying to find the conveyance of the sensation at the time. So, and it's that whole, like the earth rushing towards you, you know, so, so the, how does how does that moment feel like that that moment of impact? I mean, I can only imagine. But the the seeing the Earth rushing towards see this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I can't even describe yeah. how to ask this sure, question, but sure. yeah, I'm sure you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, it it was just terrifying. I think, and I even wrote in my book that there's no the words fear and pain are used so readily for so many different things, and in those experiences. I feel like there needs to be a different word because it was so mm. unlike anything I've ever experienced before that the word fear doesn't even come close. It just, I, I don't know. And as well as the fear, just being in shock as well, because two minutes earlier, I was just this young 20 year old girl on the other side of the world on a mm. backpacking trip around Europe, just having the time of her life. So it's, it's such a contrast to go from that to thinking you're about to die in such a short amount of time it was just so hard to wrap my head around such a sudden change yeah and and emma you know you talk in the book too about like when you're laying in hospital shortly after and obviously you know you've gone through a great deal but you also say you have all these moments where you're like i don't want to live that must be so devastating when you have the you know the opportunity to go wow my moment you know had that moment flash before my eyes and now i've survived but now also going i'm in so much pain and i'm not going to be able to use my legs and i'm going to be paraplegic forever and trying to adjust to that new life to have dark thoughts must be very scary yeah and that was probably only the first week that i was in hospital and again it was just trying to come to terms with such a new reality so quickly. So the fact that I was now paralyzed, being told that I'd never walk again and had to live life in a wheelchair. Obviously now I don't see that as a negative thing and it's completely possible to have a fulfilling life, but I just didn't know anyone in that situation at that time. And I didn't know if it was going to be possible for me to feel happiness again. And I didn't think I was a strong enough person to get through that. And so for the first week I was, I was really low and there were times where I wished that I hadn't survived. And obviously now I'm very thankful that I have and thankful for everything that I've lived through. But at the time it, it was, it was so scary being so young Yeah. and also in a foreign country. So I didn't have, I had my friend Gemma who jumped with me and we were on the holiday together. She was there, but I I didn't have any of my family over there originally and I couldn't really understand the doctors either with the language barrier. So it was just a really scary situation. Um, I mean, I, the violence of that accident, the, obviously, as you've alluded to, skydiving accident is very much at the beginning of the book and then what you go through in terms of your recovery emotionally and physically. So I guess, Emma, I ask you as, as what have you learnt from this experience? What sort of person has it made you? Have you gone back and finished that skydive? 
Uh, I haven't. I haven't skydived again. I used to think that I that I really wanted to in order to close the chapter. I mm. felt as though I needed to. But as time went on and I realized skydiving has nothing to do with my life now, you know, it was the first time I'd ever skydived. It's not like I was an avid no. skydiver and that was my passion. I, I really don't think, I don't feel the need to anymore. But if one day I ever just decided to Sorry, Emma, you, your phone's just breaking up a little bit. Oh, um, really? Yeah, no, that's okay. Oh. Sounds like we've got you back. It, it happens. Gremlin's yeah, in the yeah. system occasionally. Just go back a, a moment to, to your, your answer again. Um, the whole answer? No, no, just where do you, where, you know, you didn't complete the dive because you felt that oh, you okay. didn't need to do that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but if I ever found myself wanting to skydive again because I do remember how much I loved it in the initial stage before something went wrong, then I think I would do it for that reason, but I don't want to ever do it because I feel as though I need to. Yes. I don't think that's the right the right reason to go into it. Sure. Uh, but the whole thing in general has taught me taught me so much. It's changed my perspective. I just I just feel the main thing it's given me is so much appreciation, not only for my life and surviving and trying to make the most of each day, but also for my body as I was living in the spinal ward and experienced being paralyzed and being surrounded by people who were paralyzed from the neck down. I just realized how lucky I was to have the use of my hands. And so I started to draw and I realized I was lucky to have sight and hearing and all these things that I'd never given a moment thought to before because I thought it was just a given. Yeah. I realized I was actually really, really privileged. And so I think, yeah, I think appreciation is the main thing it's giving me. Well, Emma, now that you've had this experience, you've written this book, you're obviously inspiring a lot of other people and you, you know, no one would ever wish for something terrible like this to happen to someone in order for them to change their life for the better. But are you more selective now about the type of people that you surround yourself with or what you want to get out of life, given that lots of people will actually be taking something from you and your story now? Um, well, yeah, that's where I wanted to write it, I guess. As you said before, you'd hope people don't need to go through something so traumatic to learn those lessons, which mm, is part mm. of the reason I wanted to write it, because I've gained so much, and I hope that there's at least one thing that I can pass on to someone else through that experience without them needing to <laughs> plummet to the ground to get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have gotten more selective, as a, and I think this would happen naturally as you get older anyway. This was nine years ago for me, and so I was in my, I was 20, and now I'm 29, I think it would have happened naturally, but I've gotten more selective with, selective with where I spend my time and what I do and who I surround myself with. Um, yeah, and just try to make every day as good as I can. Good on you, mm. mate. Emma, um, don't want to give too much away because obviously, you know, get the book and read the story because it is absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. But uh, just one thing about sort of how it all came together that day, it was an extraordinary set of cir- circumstances, like one in a billion um, for the way it all happened to come together for the parachutes to fail and it all to go wrong, right? Yeah, I don't know if this has ever happened before and I was told afterwards that it just came down to one, like one single second was the reason that it happened. Um, so basically how it happened is there's two parachutes in the instructor's backpack. There's the main parachute, which is obviously meant to come out when they pull it. And then there's an emergency parachute, which you wouldn't normally need, but it comes out automatically at a certain altitude if you're still falling too fast and the other parachute hasn't come out by a certain by a certain time. Mm. And so 
my instructor forgot to wear his altimeter, which tells you how high you are. And so because of that, he pulled our parachute too late. And the time that he pulled it happened to be the exact same time that the emergency parachute was coming out automatically. And so because they were coming out together, they got all tangled and wrapped together and the cords actually wrapped around the instructor's neck and strangled him. And so because he was unconscious for the entire fall, that's why he couldn't untangle them or cut away one of the parachutes or whatever they would normally do in that situation. So they just stay tangled and that's why we we fell. One split second. Wow. And you knew something was wrong, Emma, but you you couldn't see him, you couldn't tell he was unconscious, you just knew he wasn't responding to you. Yeah, I had no idea. So I thought in the beginning that maybe he just couldn't hear me over the wind and I imagined that he was doing everything he could to fix it. But as we got closer to the ground, I very quickly realised that well, I didn't realize he was unconscious. I, did, I didn't even know he was still attached to me, to be mm. honest. I, it all happened so fast and I couldn't, I couldn't move because my hair was also tangled in the parachute, so I couldn't move my head. So I didn't know what was going on with him, but I knew for sure that we were going to crash. Oh, it's wow. extraordinary. And you write it. I mean, we, mm. we were there as we read, only read the first third of the book, but we were there with you, and that, that's testament to how well it's written. Good on you, Emma. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, there's so much more to this book that you, you really have to dive in and and uh, and read. I mean, even the you know how you go through reconciling with your partner who ultimately you parted ways at such a traumatic time and. Um, yeah, just far out, Emma. We can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to share your story with us and uh, we wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, good Emma. On you, Emma. Take care. It's a really good book. We wish you all the best. Oh, thank you.